we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. You're listening to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Siegel, registered dietitian, founder of Nutritional Freedom, and total stationary nerd who's sharing episodes each week to help you ditch diets and get healthy for good. We'll dive into what really works when it comes to creating sustainable nutrition and health habits, ways to improve your body image, and how all of this helps you live a life that's in alignment with your values. Because that's what really matters, right? Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I am so excited about this episode. <laughs> it's, I think, a really, a really fun one. Um, and I, I say that knowing that, goodness, this summer season can be really triggering for so many of us. Um, gosh, I have to say that growing up, summer was just really never my favorite. It was sort of it sort of signified all the things that I hated the most. And I say that as a summer baby, I'm a Leo. My birthday is July 28th, but man, I never really liked summers because yes, it was my birthday, which I always felt a little bit uh, bitter about because I was always so young for my grade. And I felt like I was always waiting and waiting and waiting for, for my birthday. And then by the time it would roll around, you know, everyone was on summer vacation or at camp. And I remember we would always have these um, amazing pool parties at my parents' old house. And I remember one year, I think it was in fifth grade, you know, we were having this pool party. We got a, uh, what's it called? One of those like blow up jump house things, bounce house, bounce house. It was a bounce house. And it was a co-ed party. This was a big deal. I think this was like do you turn 10 in, in fifth grade? I don't remember. It was like a big, I remember it was a big birthday year. Um, so maybe it was fifth grade or turning 10. Maybe that's the same thing. I don't know. But anyway, we got the bounce house and we had the, the pool party. And I, you know, we invited boys, including my crush. And my brother, you know, was there hanging at the party, my older brother. And it was, it was really awful. So we were in the bounce house, like, you know, a whole group of us. And I remember, gosh, I remember somehow someone was in the bounce house with gum and the gum flew out of their mouth and into my hair. So I had to cut parts of my hair out and that was really terrible. And then it got worse 
because somehow or another, I realized that my brother and my crush were in my room. And I was like, what? What in the world? And you want to know what they did? They took my underwear and they hung it from the ceiling fan. And I I walked in. I, I remember I was like pushing against the door. I don't think I could get in. And then finally... I don't know, they let me in or I pushed my way in and I remember seeing my underwear swinging from the ceiling fan. My brother's there with my my crush. And it was, I mean, that was a really terrible moment of my childhood. I remember being just so mortified and so embarrassed because it was my underwear and I was already so uncomfortable in my body, as y'all well know. Oh my gosh, I haven't thought about this in a long time. But yeah, summers just sucked because it was, you know, bathing suit season and I felt so awful about myself. And there was summer camp and oh my gosh, summer camp was also just like my worst nightmare. I had so much anxiety being there. And and oftentimes my parents would put me into sports camp and I was really not athletic at the time. And I just, it was, it was really, it was quite bad. So this episode is all about staying sane in the season of the summer bod. And in truly what is (laughs) one of my least favorite seasons, just on a personal level. And I think for many of us, you know, we have some mixed emotions about the season because of, you know, bodies, because summers are associated with pools and boats and lakes and and bikinis. And I get it. And I get it not only from my, my childhood years, but also, you know, later years in my life. You know, getting into a bikini used to bring about an unprecedented level of dread for me. In fact, it really started like way before I ever even got into the bikini. It would it would start like at the store, um, combing through all the racks, trying to find like just a few suits that I would really like pray would be remotely forgiving. I had like all sorts of, you know, criteria as I would go through. So I needed like full coverage bottoms. The top would have to have, you know, an adjustable back strap you know, no cutouts because that was just not going to flatter. And of course, it all had to be dark colors, solids, like, you know, didn't didn't want to stand out too much. You get it. And then I would head to the dressing room and really prepare myself to, to see myself, my whole body in a whole new light. Like y'all, you know, if you've been in a Target dressing room, they're not very forgiving right? Those dressing rooms leave nothing to the imagination. It's actually, it's it's terrible sales and marketing, right? <laughs> there would be like no dimple, no stretch mark, no hair would go unseen, right? And so nine times out of 10, I would end up leaving the store empty-handed and go to the, the beach or the pool or like boat party. We did, we did a lot of like barge parties in college in like the same pilly, bathing suit from, I mean, who knows when. And then it just continued, right? I was at the party, I was in the bathing suit, but it would just continue because, you know, I would kind of get set into this comparison mode. And, you know, I would sort of like mentally check out of the party and become like fully absorbed in how I looked versus how every other woman at the party looked. I felt this like cocktail of like envy and shame and fear that everyone at the party was making the same mental notes about me, right? And here's the thing. I remember I have I have photos of myself at this one specific party towards the end of college. I was in 
my smallest body. And it was one of the first times that I took a, a photo with a friend in a bikini because I knew I had lost weight and what have you. And I remember at that party feeling so insecure, so critical, so, you know, not comfortable, not confident in my body. I didn't even enjoy the party. And I took the photo and then proceeded to put filter and contrast and softening and whatever to to make it palatable to me. And that was in my smallest body. All right. But life is really different now. You're not going to find me posting bikini selfies on Instagram because that's just just not really who I am. It's not really uh, my brand. (laughs) But I don't hate being in a bathing suit anymore. And the summer season, it's hot as hell. I'm in Texas. You know, it's it's hot and I don't love that. But beyond that, I don't have this like really, um, you know, triggering relationship with the entire season the same way that I used to. Right. And, and I found it's been quite interesting to just kind of watch over time that like my swimsuit sessions, the times in which I'm in a swimsuit aren't really about being in a swimsuit at all. If I'm in a swimsuit or I'm in a bikini, I'm probably thinking about how happy I am to be on vacation or how good it feels to like really like feel in my body and to feel the wind, the sun, the water, like all of that on my skin, especially now that you know, we don't have breaks in life. We don't have summer break or spring break. So, you know, we get those little morsels um, in, in life as adults. And, you know, just the my perspective has shifted and I feel so much more grateful for the body and skin that I'm in now than I, I used to. And I have to say that it is really nice to have a drama-free relationship with the changing of the seasons, Right. I do not miss this like sense of existential dread that I used to associate with three months of the year or a certain item of clothing. All right. But it, it took time and work to get to this place. And listen, I acknowledge as someone who, well, I've had my own body journey and, you know, acceptance journey. I've always been someone who has thin privilege. Right. But it took time and work to get to this place. All right. So regardless of of your body, what it looks like, its size, its shape, its color, regardless of of where you are in your journey, right? I I want to share with you a handful of mantras that have really helped me. They've helped me and they still help me to stay sane in the season of the summer bod. All right. So uh, I would encourage you, if you can, you know, maybe write these down somewhere to add them to a note in your iPhone or jot them down and keep them with you as we get into these summer months that, again, can be really triggering. All right. So my first kind of mantra is I don't have to love my body to respect it. So something that's really helpful as a reframe, and and this was not, this is not my original idea. And and if you know who came up with this concept, um, it's one of those things that I've seen just kind of swirling on social media. And, you know, as I, as I share these podcasts, I really pause and think like, where did this come from? So if you know who this came from, please let me know. I would love to give them full credit, but it's an amazing analogy. And that is to learn to treat bad body image days like bad hair days. 
All right. I know I just told you my story and my evolution and I used to hate being in a bathing suit and now I'm like so grateful for sun and sand on my skin or whatever. It doesn't mean I like never, you know, look in the mirror in a bikini and feel some type of way about it. Right. This is not like you flip a light switch and you just never have a bad body image day ever again. But think about it this way. Okay. So just because you have a bad hair day doesn't mean you schedule like an emergency haircut or you shave your head. All right. So similarly, committing to practicing body respect, whatever that means to you, you can commit to that even when you're having a bad body image day or or even days. Right. And perhaps there are certain actions you take when you're having a bad body image day similar to when you're having a bad hair day. So when I'm having a bad hair day, um, you will find me usually in braided pigtails and a cap or a top knot. And that seems to be like pretty much my new normal now that we've been in quarantine. But you may have actions that you take when you're having a bad body image day, particularly in the summer season. So maybe you have like your favorite swimsuit cover-up that you wear, or maybe you wear a a one-piece instead of a bikini if you're feeling, you know, particularly sensitive in, in your body on a certain day. That's okay. That's totally fine. If that's what practicing body respect looks like to you in that moment, go for it. All right. But regardless, commit to, to taking care of yourself. Okay. Mantra number two, I am at home in my body. I am at home in my body. This one's interesting. You know, um, we have such, I mean, fascinating relationships with, with our bodies. And there's so many opinions on what you should think and feel about your body and, you know, how important it should be to you or, or what have you. So many different ways to, to think about it. But the way I see it, this is just one viewpoint, and, and I invite you to share it with me or to disagree. All good. But whether you like your body or not, whether you want to be neutral about your body or not, um, your body is your home. It is literally the vehicle that takes you through life, which is why, you know, traumas around our bodies or to our bodies or in our bodies, you know, can create such like long-term effects. All right. And listen, depending on where you're at in your journey, like these ideas of body positivity or body love, they, they may feel like a stretch and that is okay. Right. That's why I keep bringing up this idea of body neutrality or body respect. I think especially, you know, if you're in kind of a painful place with how you're looking at your body and we're in, you know, the summer season, those concepts, neutrality and respect may be worth kind of trying on. Right. And so you can think about how can you transform, you know, negative thoughts about your body into sentiments that are more, you know, neutral or objective. Maybe you can even kind of lean on on gratitude or appreciation to help reframe the way that you're thinking and feeling about your body. All right. Okay, this next one is um, there's some some humor there, and, and I'll I'll explain. So this one is even Kim K has bad body image days. All right. And I I mentioned Kim because she's someone who's in many ways kind of gotten to choose the way that her body looks, you know? 
And even she has stated that she has body dysmorphia. It's it's unclear whether that's an official, you know, diagnosis. Um, and one may argue that, you know, her her use of plastic surgery or, or photo editing is is a result of that. You know, it's sort of a chicken or the egg type um, question here. Regardless of any of that, I think we can all sympathize with the feeling of not liking your body or not feeling comfortable in your body. And as we can see, this is true even if you can afford plastic surgery, personal trainers, private chefs, the works, right? So if you, kind of like me in the past, you know, felt like pool parties or beach days just really kind of turned into these comparison sessions for you, I want you to consider you know, how you may be able to turn that like jealousy or comparison into unlimited empathy, right? Because chances are the the woman that you're comparing yourself to has had a bad body image day in her life. She may be having one right now, regardless of what she looks like, right? So we are all in different bodies and we all have different stories and in histories. And yet there's so much that, especially as, as women, you know, that we have in common that we share. And I find if you can meet other women with compassion versus comparison, it's so much, gosh, just nicer to, to hold in your heart. And it feels better. It feels better for you. Right? So think about that. Even Kim K has bad body image days. All right. The last one I have for you is that no one cares how I look in a bikini or certainly no one I care about cares how I look in a bikini. So the research shows, and I can cite a study in the show notes, it shows that most of the time people are thinking about themselves. (laughs) And, And don't we all know that from like our own experience? And so most of the time people are thinking about themselves and in the limited time that your loved ones are thinking about you, they're probably thinking about who you are as a person, not what like your skin suit looks like in some blend of like stringy nylon and spandex. All right. And if they do care, you know, if they do make comments about what you look like, because I know that happens right? I know that some of us have friends, families, partners, um, well-meaning or not, that make painful comments uh, about our bodies. And, and that's something that's, that's worth, you know, whether it's setting a boundary or doing some inner inquiry to kind of try and figure out where that may be coming from. And again, maybe this is an area in which you, you could use some, some support. But I hope that for the most part, No one that you care about cares how you look in a bikini, okay? Those are the mantras I have for you. I don't have to love my body to respect it. I'm at home in my body. Even Kim K has bad body image days, and no one I care about cares how I look in a bikini, okay? Because the truth is you deserve to feel comfortable or at least neutral in every season, and in any item of clothing that you want to put on. And the other truth is that 
those feelings have less to do with how you look and more to do with how you think and feel about yourself. All right. So that's where these can come in to kind of help you check in and check in and see how am I thinking and how am I feeling about myself? And do I perhaps want to to work on adjusting that so that I can better enjoy this experience, this season, and this life? All right. Well, that is all I have for you today. I wish you the most sanity and serenity in this season of the summer bod. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I would so appreciate it if you shared it with a friend, whether that's, you know, sending her the link via text or posting it to your Instagram story. That would be amazing. If you could take some time and leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, I read every single one. I'm always checking. It it really just like makes my entire day when, when I see a new review pop up. So thank you so much if you've already left a review. Thank you for being here. This is just, uh, I can't say it enough. I just love the podcast. It's so much fun. So have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you next week. Bye.